Blog Talk Radio. on their Prayer International 
Blog Talk Radio, so I'm going to be your host for the next 45 minutes, and uh, we're just going to get into God's Word just a little bit and see what He's got for us today. So let's just go ahead and pray. Father God, we just thank you for your anointing. We thank you that uh, your Spirit is with us today because of the new and living sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ, that sacrifice that He laid down for us so that we can be clean by the blood, that we can come through the veil, Father, and that we can enter in to the most holy spirit, the most holy place and experience your Holy Spirit. And so, Father, we thank you for your holy word that uh, washes us and cleanses us. And we praise you in Jesus' name. So what I'm going to be talking about today is God's most holy word and how Jesus, it says in Ephesians chapter 5, that he gave himself to wash and to cleanse his bride with the washing of the water by the word so that we can be clean. Uh, Once we've been born again through Jesus Christ, through accepting him as our Lord and Savior, there still has to be a process. uh, When Jesus, uh, the spear went into Jesus' side, not only did blood come out for our atonement, but also water came out, and that water is the washing of the water by the the word, by the spirit of the word. And uh, God wants to wash and cleanse us. Uh, It's like a two-part process that once you've been born again by the power of the blood, that uh, God wants to empower you with his word. He wants to wash and cleanse you with his word that uh, once the Lord starts working in, in your life, he's not done that he's still got work to do, and he accomplishes this work through the power of his word. And so I wanted to talk today about staying in his word, the importance of of staying in the word, which is like staying in a washing machine. Uh, If if you've got dirty clothes, you've got to allow them to stay in the washing machine. If you've got dirty dishes, they've got to stay in the dishwasher if they want to get clean. And so in the same way, the Bible is a dishwasher for your brain. It's a, uh, it's a clothes washer, a washing machine for your, your heart. And uh, we've got to get in his word and stay in his word and uh, go through the cycles that he wants us to go in through the seasons of cycles uh, in his word that he, he wants to use in order to cleanse us. So it's real important to stay rooted and grounded in his word. And it's real easy to get out of his word because there's lots of distractions in this world of entertainment. Out of any generation that's lived on the face of the earth so far, uh, we are a generation that is more distracted by television and radio in sports, and all of this entertainment, it's become idolatry, and it's something that we need to be watchful of, and we need to get out of that place of, of just being stuck in the rut of modern-day entertainment, and we need to get back into the simplicity of Christ and get rooted and planted in his word. Um, there's a way that we see... God's word that's that needs to be corrected. It's discolored and it needs to be wiped clean. And um, 
we see God's word like uh, stoplights and we need to quit treating the Bible like stoplights and start treating it like a campsite. When you're out in your car, when you come to a stoplight, you stop and you look around for a few minutes and then those few minutes are gone and then you start back up in your car again and then you stop at another stoplight down the road somewhere. You look around for a few minutes and it's over and then you go on with your day. And that's how we treat the Bible. We treat it like coming to stoplights. We'll we'll look at a little portion here, stop, look around, then we'll flip over here later on during the week maybe and we'll look around at, for a few minutes and then we'll close it up and we, we go on our about our business to whatever we're doing that day or that night. And I just wanted to encourage you that we need to uh, quit treating God's word like a stoplight and treat it like a campsite because when you start uh, when you go on a camping trip, you will stay in a place for two, three days, seven days. You put up a tent. You put everything out on the tip, uh, picnic table. Uh, you get all, all your fishing poles, your lawn chairs. You you collect firewood. And so you're there to stay until you get something out of it, till, until you get rest, until you uh, catch some fish or catch uh, whatever you might be on a hunting trip. You're there to stay until you get some rest, some peace of mind before you go back to the city, before you go back to your life. And that's sort of an analogy of how we need to treat God's Word. We need to come to a place where we're treating it like a campsite rather than just like a, a stoplight. You're just there for a little while to take a few things in and then you move on. You know, sort of like the drive-through experience. So, uh, I've been camping out in Hosea, the book of Hosea. I earlier in my walk with the Lord, um, I was really into the New Testament. And once, you know, mostly when when you meet the Lord, you really get into the Gospels of Christ, and you mainly spend a lot of time in the New Testament. But I've been getting acquainted more and more with the Old Testament and been seeing the beauty that's that's there because the New Testament, the gospel, is actually planted in the Old Testament that you'll see a, a lot of uh, scriptures that will come to mind as you read the Old Testament. And um, this week I've been planted in uh, the third chapter of Hosea. So let's go ahead and read that, uh, Hosea chapter 3. It says, then said the Lord unto me, Go yet, love a woman beloved of her friend, yet an adulteress, according to the love of the Lord toward the children of Israel, who look to other gods and love flagons of wine. So I brought her to me, I bought her to me for fifteen pieces of silver and for an omer of barley and a half omer of barley. And I said unto her, Thou shalt abide with me for many days. Thou shalt not play the harlot and shall not be for another man, so will I also be for thee. For the children of Israel shall abide many days without a king, and without a prince, and without a sacrifice, and without an image, and without an ephod, and without a teraphim. Afterward shall the children of Israel return, and seek the Lord their God, and David their king, and shall fear the Lord and his goodness. So, the book of Hosea is about 
a prophet who God told to go marry a prostitute named Gomer, and it is an analogy. It's God showing through the picture of Hosea's life what his heart is towards his people, that even though this woman was in prostitution God, and she was defiled, but yet God was reaching out to and Sorry about that, the phone cut out there. But um, Hosea, the book of Hosea is about Christ, who is our Redeemer. The name Hosea means Savior, Deliverer, uh, to escape, to rescue. And so uh, he gives us a picture of God's heart towards us, that while we're yet in our prostitution, uh, yet God is committed to us in a marriage relationship through Christ, through the gospel, to redeem us unto ourselves. And here in the story of Hosea, he actually uh, paid uh, 15 pieces of silver and some barley for Gomer, to buy Gomer. And that makes me think of the New Testament scripture that it says in Peter, chapter 1, verses 18 and 20, it says that he bought us with a price, even with his blood, not with vain things as gold or silver. And so here we see in Hosea a type or a picture of Christ, the coming Redeemer, the true Savior, the true rede- Deliverer that would come and redeem us unto ourselves. And um, as I've been reading Hosea, you know, that's just a, a deeper little thing that I got out of it as of this week that I did not see or think about as I was reading it for the first time. And uh, so I got that because I was camping out in the book of Hosea, not passing through a drive-through, you know, just reading it. It's at 14 chapters. I just didn't read read all the chapters and then move on to something else. I I went back again and, and began reading again, and I even keep a spiral. And I encourage you to do that as you... Uh, begin to camp out in God's Word, that uh, that spiral will actually help you uh, remember things because I'll, I'll write down something I got out of a chapter. I'll go back and um, for I got a little tidbit or here that I got some golden nuggets out of, and uh, I'll remember that. So it's good to have a spiral. It's good to go ahead and write down the things that you get out of it because our minds are are not so good. We don't remember things so very well. Uh, We've got a short attention span, so it's good to uh, write things down. It says to write the vision down so that he who reads it might run with it. And uh, as you're rereading whatever you're camping out in, um, it really does help to sharpen you and to strengthen you. God's Word is so very important. Uh, it says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God, and all things were made by the Word. So if you want to become a disciple of Christ, everything that's made, even ma- the making of a disciple, has to be by the Word. The Word is the foundation. It's the creative substance that formed this entire world when when God spoke he spoke uh, this whole world into existence in the beginning. And so, as God speaks into your darkness to create the light, uh, 
you've got to open up the Bible. You've you've got to do some digging. You've got to get prepared and go camp out in His Holy Word, and not to treat it like a a drive-through or a series of stoplights where you stop here or there in in the Bible and look around for a while and then move on. But I encourage you to to change the way you, you read the Bible. Change the way that you relate to the Holy Scriptures because it's so easy to take the the Bible for granted. It's so easy to become enchanted with uh, the other shiny things that the world has to offer us as far as uh, entertainment and just goals and distractions and uh, problems and having to take care of this or take care of that in your life. Uh, the main parable, uh, if you want to turn to it, it talks about it in So I dropped off there. Sorry about that. Back again, back at uh, Mark chapter 4, the parable of the sower. Uh, he said uh, to his disciples, if you don't know this um, parable, then how can you know all other parables? Uh, so this is a foundational parable. And uh, he said a sower went out to sow the word, and there are four types of soil. And one of those soils uh, was so busy with other things uh, and the cares of the world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. The distractions of life, and um, but those that which are sown on good ground are those that hear the word, receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, sixtyfold, a hundredfold. And so we've got to keep the word. We've got to receive it. We've got to understand it. We've got to keep it. That's how we bring forth fruit, is through the Word. So the Word is all important. God spoke this world into existence. All things are made by the Word. Even a disciple is made by founding yourself and grounding yourself, rooting yourself in the Holy Word of God. That's how you're going to become fruitful. Uh, There's these four soils and only one out of the four was productive, and it was those that heard it, kept it, received it, understood it, and the only way that you're going to really do that is if you start to camp out in his word. Pick a, a book from the Bible, pick a scripture, and or you can have a whole book or just a passage or just a psalm, and just go through that continually for an entire week and keep a spiral, spiral and write down your thoughts because other verses are going to jump out to you. You're going to see other things. You're going to um, uh, other thoughts are going to come to you, and it's going to be helpful to write those down. And then you come back later and review it, and it renews your mind. It really gets the word of God in you. So we're talking about turning stoplights into campsites. It's time to get grounded and planted in God's word like never before. Uh, particularly in the days that we're in now because uh, greater darkness is coming and um, the the world's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. And we've got to have his word in us. So uh, I'm going to go to back to some praise and worship right now. 
and then we're going to come back and get into the Word some more.
and welcome back to Prayer International. I'm Patrick Sanders. I'm your host, and we're going through the Word of God. We're talking about how important it is to be in God's Word, not just passing flippantly through God's Word, to be, but be, be uh, rooted and grounded in His Word. And let's talk for a little bit about, about a man named Bartimaeus, a blind man who uh, talks about this in Mark chapter 10. And Jesus was, he is passing through Jericho and a great number of people was around him. And this guy blind, Bartimaeus, he was sitting by the highway and begging. And he had heard that Jesus was coming through and he cried out uh, long enough and deep enough and great enough that Christ stopped, he stood still and he commanded uh, this blind man to be taken to him and so he, he cast away his garment begging on the road there and they brought him to him and Jesus asked you know what do you want and the blind man said unto him that I might receive my sight and Jesus said unto him go thy way thy faith has made thee whole and immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way and what I like about this story is that uh, apart from God's word, we're blind. So we represent blind Bartimaeus and Jesus, who is the word, is passing through. And and and, and blind Bartimaeus wasn't just wanting a, a flippant relationship with Christ. He was crying out. He was wanting to get connected to the word of God. He was very serious about it. He, he wasn't going to go through a stop site, uh, a stoplight and just look around and move on. He was wanting to establish a campsite in God's Word. He was really wanting to get connected to Christ, and so he was very fervently uh, crying out to the Lord. And so he got uh, the Word of God to stop. He got Christ to stop. Um, and so Jesus said, you know, what, what will you have for me to do for you? And he said that I might receive my sight. And so Jesus said, go thy way. And... Um, Thy faith has made thee whole. Well, what type of faith did blind Bartimaeus have? He had fervent faith. He had strong faith. He was serious. He he was wanting what Christ had for him. He was wanting what the Word of God had. And uh, immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way, which is interesting because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So Jesus said to this blind guy, Go thy way. And he followed Jesus, who is the way. And, you know, Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. He's like the ark of Noah. The only place you want to be is in the ark, because outside the ark is darkness. Outside the ark is sin. Outside is a world that's dying and being drowned in a flood of darkness. So the only place you want to be is in the ark. The only place you want to be is in Christ. The only place you want to be is in the way. You want to be in your way. Jesus said, go thy way. Uh, and he followed Jesus, who is the way. So the God's got a place in the ark for you. He's got a particular path that he wants you to walk in him, who is the way. And apart from the word of God, we're blind. If we don't get connected to the word, we're just, we're just begging in the dark. We're just, you know, wanting... Uh, help from this 
organization or helping wanting help from that organization or wanting uh or going around to all these different places trying to find help and uh that's what Israel did when they were being attacked whenever an attack came they would go to Syria or they would pay Egypt they went everywhere except for going to God and that's how we are we're we're by the highway and we're begging uh, we're looking for other people to meet our needs when we need to cry out to the Word of God. We need to cry out to Him who is the Word and get connected and find our way in Him who is the way. So uh, that's what blind Bartimaeus did, and um, that stands as an example for us. And I wanted to read a scripture, Isaiah 42:16. It says, uh, God is speaking. He says, I will bring the blind as in blind Bartimaeus, I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things I will do unto them and I will not forsake them. So here God wants us to open up our eyes. He wants us to lead us in a path that is the new and living way. It says in Hebrews chapter 10, it says in verse 19, and having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way that he hath consecrated forth to the veil, that is to say his flesh. And so Jesus laid down his life, he shed his blood so that we can have all boldness to enter in to him who is the ark of Noah, him who is the way that he has given us a path to walk in. And so uh, I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus that allows me to have the veil be torn away so that uh, when I read the word of God, I can actually have new eyes. I can I can see with a new sight. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 14, but their minds were blinded for until this day remaineth the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. And even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with open faith, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. And so as we look into the Scriptures, as we plant ourselves, committed to get something out of it, crying out to the Word of God, uh, that we might receive our sight, that we would no longer be beggars, no longer looking here or there for the help that we need, but looking to the Lord. It says that a veil was upon Moses, but that veil has been taken away in Christ that he's provided through his blood a new and living way, and that where the Spirit of the Lord is, and, and surely God's Spirit is upon this Bible, it's upon our reading of it. Uh, when we read it, there's going to be liberty. We're going to be changed into the same image that we're looking at in the Holy Scriptures from glory to glory. It says in uh, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19, the Amplified Version now we have this hope as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul. It cannot slip and it cannot break down under whoever steps out upon us. Uh, 
whoever steps out upon it. God's word is a hope. Where when we open the Bible, we're stepping out on it in faith, and uh, that it's a sure and steadfast anchor of our soul. Uh, this anchor that reaches farther and enters into the very certainty of the presence within the veil. So God's word leads us back into his holy presence. And so this is why God's word is important. This is why it's important to stay in his word and to be planted there because it is that very thing that is going to lead us to walk in our destiny, to walk in the way that he's given us to walk in, in himself, who is the way. It says in Isaiah 58, verse 12, And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations, and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. So we were separated from God, but the blood is brought... Uh, brought us back to God but it doesn't stop there there's some effort there's something we've got to do because there's four soils there's one word hearken behold the sower went out to sow the word and there's a group of people that got distracted with the cares of life there's those who fell away because of the affliction persecution that arises for the word's sake Uh, the birds came and stole the word out of the hearts of people but there is only that one out of four that kept it Uh, received it, understood it, and brought forth fruit. So just because we've been passed through the blood doesn't mean it's it's over yet. We've got to stay in his word. We've got to camp out there. Uh, We've got to get serious about connecting to it like blind Bartimaeus did. And as he did, um, he received his sight. God says, I will bring the blind by a way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. Lots of times I didn't know what to do. But as I stayed in God's word and waited upon him, the path that I should walk opened up before me, even something that I, I didn't know not, I knew not. It says, I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. God's going to make your crooked ways straight. He's going to make those ways in which you're, you're falling down to be raised up. He's going to restore the paths to walk in. He's going to be a repairer of the breach. Whatever breach comes to you on a daily basis through things that happen to you mentally or emotionally, God's going to put a breach. He's going to restore that path through his word, just like he did for blind Bartimaeus. So God's word is important. It's the beginning. It's the Alpha and Omega. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And all things were made by the word, even disciples. Even a walk in Christ, a close walk with Christ is, is made by the word. So let's pray. Father God, we just pray that we'd be able to stay in your word, that we'd be able to click with you, Father God, in your word, that we'd be able to connect just like blind Bartimaeus was able to connect with you. As he, he cried out unto you, Father Lord Jesus, you stopped in the way and the word and all that the word has and leads us to was poured into him. Lord, we thank you that you are the doorway for the sheep and that as we pass through you, we will pass into the, into the pasture of the promised land of the kingdom of heaven, of that inheritance. The harvest is truly plenteous. 
all that you have for us, Father God, that healing from sickness and disease, that that provision is there. Everything that we need is found in your through your word, through the path of your word. And until we get into your word, we're going to stay blind beggars by the highway. And so, Father, we pray, I just pray a special anointing and blessing and peace upon all those who listen to this broadcast that they would be encouraged to get in your word, to not treat it like a drive-through, to not treat it like a stoplight, but to turn it into a campsite and to come to know the joy of uh, being camped out in your word, Father God. So, Lord, we just give you the praise for this in Jesus' name. My name is Patrick Sanders. Uh, I've been posting for Prayer International. Thank you for joining me as I've gotten to share from God's Word. God bless you.